Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Oh, we're live! Hello, 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 everyone. It's the one and only notorious, glorious V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live. We have El Cuco today working the airwaves, making sure this broadcast comes out crispy and clean. And we have none other than the dynamic duo, the the, the crypto cru- crusaders themselves, the one and only Cowboy and Z. Uh, you can find them over at thecryptoschool.io, thecryptoschool.io, and the Watch Us Trade Room, where all types of gains, as the Hodge twins would say, all kinds, all kinds of gains are being done right there in the crypto school. And we have Frank Delala calling me while we're live on the air. Uh, let me just take this call. Uh, hold on one second, folks. Uh, uh, Frank, you're live on the air. I decided oh, to take really? the call. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to be on. Oh, of course. You, know, you have a habit of calling me every time I'm on the air, Frank. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to be on this. Definitely. You're the worst. You're the worst, the but worst. I love you. The worst. the worst. All right. Have a good show, guys. All right. Later, okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That's, that's Frank Delala, folks. That's Frank. There it is. Jeez. With that being said, what's up, guys? What's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Not that we're just, uh, you know, we, we had a week without shows. We had a kind of a holiday week. And then, yeah. uh, we were, you know, we were really trying to put together this uh, platform for everybody. We really focused on that last week. So, yep. uh, you know, things are really exciting. Uh, Z, how are you feeling, bud? I'm feeling good. Um, things are exciting. Uh, you know, I released an opportunity last week, um, guys, that was exclusive to the Watch Trade Room. Everybody who got into that opportunity is already up um, essentially 45%. Wow. Um, like, and the thing hasn't even finished. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's still, still going on, but whoever got, uh, whoever went through me essentially um, in Watches Trade uh, has been up 45% already. So that is fantastic, guys. And I've got a feeling this opportunity is going to be a huge one for the future to come. So um, congrats to those who got in. I know a lot of the watches trade room did get in. I think more than two-thirds of it got in. So it's a very, very big deal, guys. And I think that we did really well. And I'm very, very excited for it. Um, and uh, just to let everybody know who's tuning in, we will have more opportunities like this coming up. And, um, you know, we've got the Ven ICOs coming around. Um, and we've got one chain ICOs. We've got all these great ICOs coming around, and um, you know those are going to be exclusive to watch us trade. Um, so come join us, guys. You know that's just an added perk that we just you know I'm just throwing into the mix. Well, yeah, this is what I think people need to appreciate. Like it's one thing to come on and find some trades and make some money and all that, but uh, Crypto Z and, and to a degree myself have spent many many months and and technically years uh, building some relationships in this space. And some of the relationships that Z has, you are now able to leverage. And that's just a, that's something that you're just not going to find. Uh, it's actually rather generous that, that uh, Crypto Z would open that up. So it's a great opportunity. Yes. It is very generous of you, Z. Very you're welcome, generous. You're welcome, you're welcome. And you've done this all without throwing chicken bones and stuff. Which is no, 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 no. No chicken bones, guys. This is going to be awesome. Um, 
and uh, you know, I you know, as I'll let people know the uh, name of the coin later on, so they can check it out themselves. Um, yeah. But uh, you guys, I'll, I'll give you guys a little hint later at the end of the end of the show, um, which ICO I got into, uh, which yeah. ICO I really think is going to do really well, and um, you know, sort of the uh, the bonus that we got um, for being you know in this watchers trade room. But yeah, so let's continue along with the charts. Yeah, yeah. So where do you guys want to begin? Uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, I think is Bitcoin, probably Bitcoin. the best place to begin. Yes. Um, Holy hokalu, it's seventy five hundred. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, Bitcoin had a, a rebound, and uh, it rebounded from where? How many? Okay, let's do a pop quiz. For how many weeks did I say Bitcoin would hit a certain number, and what number was that? You were like saying the five weeks, man. Five, five, six weeks out, you were like talking about seventy two hundred. Yes, right. so, well, between seven thousand and seventy-two hundred. That's yep. uh, that's the the range I had, and it actually went down to seventy thirty-nine or low sevens, depending on which exchange you're looking at. Um, so you know, before it hit ten thousand, your boy the crypto cowboy called that it would hit ten thousand and drop, and that was for weeks before that. And then after it hit ten thousand, even before it did, I was saying it was going to hit ten and it was going to bounce off of seven, and that's just what it did. Um, so now, so far I'm right. And, uh, I would, I hope that I stay correct. Um, you know, it's so funny cause I, I just make these calls and, and, uh, I'm usually right, but I'm not always right. Uh, however, shoot, I've been right a lot lately. And, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's cause I'm so talented. I think I'm just obsessed sit there and stare at this thing all day long. How could I not mm -hmm. know what's going to happen? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not. You know, if you, if you're looking at this stuff as much as I do, if you love the stuff as much as I do, and if you love charts in general, as much as I love charts, this is my background's charting, charted for years. So, I, you know, uh, I'd like to say it's because I'm amazing, but quite frankly, I think it's just because I fit. Uh, and, you know, Z's right up there. Z's got the same, same levels as I do. Um, so to get into this and why we think um, all of those things are happening like they do, we're going to come out to the long chart. And for anybody who's been watching the show, they've been watching me draw this chart for months now. Yeah. Um, I made a slight change though. Uh, we, you know, we dipped a little bit lower than I thought we would. So this dotted line is my old bottom. Let me expand this screen. This dotted line is my old lower bound to this symmetrical triangle, right? And it actually dipped a little bit lower than that. Um, and that's kind of where I was stuck more on 72 than seven. Although, like I said, I've, I've been saying somewhere between 70 and 72. So the reality is, is that our new ascending trend line is what I just drew and I'm going to draw it in blue. Um, so it's pretty close to what I've been drawing. And if that's the case, then, and I've drawn this, I drew this weeks ago, these arrows that you see here have been on there for a long time. And I'm going to zoom in so that we can see that it actually is following my plot, following my plot. Didn't go, you know, I thought it would stop in the 72 area, went a little bit lower and then it bounced right off and it's headed right up towards here, which is the mid 80s. So I'm, I've been kind of thinking like 8,600 around there is going to be where we yeah, go yeah. up to and bounce off of. So, um, and uh, you know, I don't know V or Z. Do you guys see? Like, am I missing anything, or does that look? No, good? it's good. It's exactly it what I'm exactly what I'm seeing right there. I see it um, popping up. I actually see um, as it gets closer and closer to this end of its wedge. It actually um, there's been some more bullish news. The overall essay of the entire market is sort of shifting a little bit more bull lately. I think it's because of um, um, there were some 
bigger players coming into various coins and cryptocurrencies, which is essentially going to help Bitcoin also, uh, since Bitcoin is a father coin. And because of these uh, big players coming in, um, you know, then you get the dormies coming in, which is essentially going to, I think, could cause a, a nice little rise with Bitcoin. I think we could see upwards of even uh, 9K. So we'll see. I hope so. Um, you know, and that would make a lot of sense. I agree from like an SA, you know, mm. FA standpoint and from a TA standpoint, even whenever you see a wedge like this, and if you, if you look back, I'm going to kind of scratch the screen down a little bit. I think it's kind of common knowledge that Bitcoin's just been going up for 10 years. So you have an overall bullish sentiment, right? So all the way back here, headed up the channel. Um, you know, that's, that's what we're looking at overall bullish. We've had some bearishness here, obviously, but overall we're still running up this ascending trend line and that trend line goes way back. So what I'm thinking is that if left alone, then Bitcoin would certainly rise and eventually go up to some of its old highs. Now, the, the only caveat here is that what I know about the banking system is that, you know, they, they want, they don't want some new weird currency messing up their game. So the way that the banks make their money is in the derivatives market. And so they have all these assets that, you know, I mean, I'm just going to make up some numbers. Let's just say that there's like a $50 billion market space of, I don't know, we'll just say XYZ tech, some kind of a sector, right? And what they'll do is they'll create derivatives, which essentially turn $50 billion of like market space into 500 billion dollars of tradable market space because they actually have these contracts that are just people betting each other and the derivatives market really is is there's like trillions of dollars out there that just like don't exist in the market because of the derivatives market and they want i think to compress bitcoin down sort of uh calm it down towards more stable so that they can fit it into their derivative scheme i know v that's something that you might be able to speak on um, and I think you and I have had some of the similar people in similar businesses saying that 10,000 is probably going to be it for Bitcoin. Um, yeah. You know, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, as long as the as long as King Dollar is in play, uh, as long as the Western banking system still has their corrupt, disgusting, withered hands uh, into the pot. Uh, they're going to make sure you're not going to see another 20,000 run up for a while unless you see severe danger in the dollar. You see, when, when these players started moving into the Bitcoin market a few years ago, the entire thing was to have, you know, to, to really, you know, bring this horse to heel. And that's what they've been doing ever since then. They've been range locking this thing. I don't see a run up until you see dollar weakness. And that dollar weakness is going to happen with all the significant events that are happening with uh, with the East, with China, with the New Silk Road, with the Petro Yuan, with the gold trade settlement. When that dollar hegemony is challenged, that's when you're going to see Bitcoin start rising again. So until then, I don't see any big rise. And that rise and that dollar hegemony, look, let's get real for a minute. China makes a lot of money selling us her stuff. So a complete like demolition of the dollar is really not, in my opinion, in China's interest. Um, I think China and, and everybody else, they want to see a slow rise in the economy. I think ultimately China understands that uh, a healthy U.S. economy is healthy for China as well. I don't think it's 
just because they're such nice people over there. I think that they just understand mutual interest. So I don't think that they're just going to want to F the dollar out of nowhere. I think America would have to do something pretty bad for them to, to cause the, that problem. The only thing is, is the only people that are effing the dollars ourselves. We're the only ones that are, you know, people say, oh, China's a currency manipulator. We're the biggest currency manipulator on the planet. Well, I mean, QE1, QE2, QE3, QE Infinity, TARP, Twist, Zerp, NERP. The list goes on and on and on. And then with the unwanted wars, and again, the the handwriting's on the wall. See, you would when you talk about let's say the New Silk Road, and this is this is something crazy that people most people don't realize. We talk out, we throw a term out, New Silk Road. We throw out a term, uh, one belt, one road initiative, and people quite don't understand the monumental amount of money that's involved in this. Eight trillion dollars. Is was being spent on the development of this entire project. Eight trillion trade agreements. If 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 China really did care about the U.S., they wouldn't be signing multi hundreds of billions of dollar trade agreements with Russia. They wouldn't create a SIPS, which is a China interpayment system, which is a rival to to SWIFT. They wouldn't create an IMF derivative called the AIIB. They wouldn't create a World Bank derivative called the NDB. They wouldn't be creating all these alternative systems if their whole entire thing is, okay, you know what? We know that the dollars are taking tie bomb. They, they want a good and prosperous U.S. economy. They, don't get me wrong. Having a good and prosperous U.S. economy and having a, a strong dollar at this point of the game, literally, it's two different things because the strong dollars are attached to some very, very nefarious players. And they're the ones who are you know, calling the shots currently for, to some degree. That's going to be removed. I think we're going to, we're heading into a new uh, global economic reset. I think uh, the new dollar, uh, which we'll have at some point, is going to be it's going to be devalued. It's going to devalued anywhere between forty to sixty percent is the range we're we're seeing, and we we could possibly have a two currency system. Uh, you know, Doctor Jim Lee speaks about it often. I had a, a source in, in the Netherlands who claimed to have actually seen uh, the new dollar uh, supposedly over there. I, can't verify that at all but people say well there's a two currency system how's that possible well it's been done before it's been done in china it's also been done in in, in, it's currently being done in cuba so there could be a a one currency one dollar for uh uh, basically a dollar for trade settlement and uh a dollar for domestic use so that's the future it's a mess but uh do they need the american consumer market now they don't need the American consumer market at all. Well, I think that that's the reason that they're building what they're building. I think that they would like to continue to profit off of the American consumer market. Oh, yeah. What they're doing right now is they're taking the profits in in, uh, in um, U.S. treasuries, dumping the treasuries into various products, paying for paying for the development of the Silk Road in the U.S. dollars, which is brilliant maneuver on their part. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's a nice uh, FU, isn't it? Um, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, so I mean, well I, the that that whole program is going to take quite a while to build. I think in the meantime, uh, like you said, a healthy American economy is in the interest of China. I think that um, Bitcoin is going to remain at ten thousand in my eyes for the time being, and, and it's going to remain below ten thousand. If it goes above that, that's awesome. That means like yeah. you know we get to make a bunch of money in cryptos. In the meantime, um, it's on its way up to uh, I think eighty six hundred before it falls again if yeah. we do have 
like say if we're left alone, a wedge like this that I have on the screen generally is going to pop up with bullish sentiment. And that's what we have. We have a bullish sentiment. We have a, a symmetrical wedge. We have consolidation after a massive run up to, you know, 19.5. Um, so naturally this would pop upward and the retracement on this, I mean, uh, we've done the math before, uh, 2,300, 23,000, like would be a natural run up. Um, you know, we have this decreasing volume in the wedge. Things are starting to get real quiet down here. That's when the, you know, the bull, the bears in this case are probably going to get tired. The bulls will get tired too, but not quite as fast as the bears. And then the bulls will kick in and then the other bulls will come out of the woodwork when everybody sees that going on. And that's how these wedges work. Um, to look up close at Bitcoin was interesting. Um, last night I saw the sign. And um, I sold my Bitcoin right about 7,700 when I, I kind of saw things like going down. Um, basically, I was going to go to sleep. I told everybody for their own entertainment purposes only, not for any financial gain. This is all just for fun. But I told everybody in the call room, I said, hey, you know what? My alts all just stopped out. First, I said, I'm going to set stops. I feel like Bitcoin's going to fall tonight. It's in a rising wedge. Those tend to be bearish. Um, you know, so because of that, I'm going to put stop losses on my alts. And then like an hour later, I look at my phone on my phone app and I was surely was stopped out of all my alts. I'm like, oh, okay. Well then if that's the case, then I'm going to go into fiat. Of course, a lot of people, you know, who do cryptos, they use like uh, tether or maybe true USD. And, uh, basically I told everybody I'm getting out and, uh, overnight I made half a Bitcoin because I got out. And, uh, and it dropped all the way down to where it is. So I think it's going to go to 7,300. I think it's going to find some support around 7,500 because that's uh, basically that's a support range. I think it's going to go up a bit and then I think it's going to go down. It might even test this trend line or possibly the, I don't think it's going to go back up to 7,700 though. I think that's a little rich. I think it might hit 76 maybe and then fall down to 73 and time will tell. Um, so I don't know, does V or Z, anybody see anything different than, uh, no, than that's what I see with Bitcoin. I, I mean, I potentially, I see it rising a little higher than that, but, but yeah, overall around the same, around the same range. Yeah. I mean, e even if, uh, somebody was to be conservative and just get back in right now, then if that's the case, they just made themselves like a nice little percentage just by getting out at that time. So, um, it's a win, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me personally, I've been trading in and out of alts. Um, I went into, uh, you know, I was in that EOS rise, went into BNB, back into EOS, back into BNB, and now I'm just chilling in BNB, and uh, I've made some good money that way. Um, so yeah, so Cowboy and I are adopting uh, a little bit different strategies. Um, he's in BTC and and USD, and I'm uh, I'm in I'm in alts and BTC. So. Oh, actually, um, we sort of we switched strategies because it used to be Z that would more kind of get out. And then, uh, you know, and now it's me who's getting out. Although yesterday, um, the only time that I'm actually getting into fiat is when I see a big drop in Bitcoin coming. Um, yesterday, I worked pretty much the whole day. I know usually we don't work on the weekends, but um, I just, I don't know. I felt like working. So and my, you know, my, my time was free. So I got on and all day I was actually between um, then and uh, Bitcoin Cash. That's where I made a nice percentage yesterday and I was updating everybody like constantly. Um, B and B was a call that we made in the room. Um, maybe, I don't know, Z a couple weeks ago. I think we yeah, called. About, about a week and a half ago, B and B's call was roughly at 16. 
uh, BNB rose all the way up to 90, uh, 19.5, I believe, or 19.3. So BNB has been doing extremely strong. Um, the FA on BNB uh, is really good right now. The FA on BNB essentially calls for a token burn. Um, I'm, I, you know, no one knows the exact date, but the exact date is roughly, I think, going to be June 15th is when we're going to see that token burn, which is going to eliminate even more of the supply of BNB tokens. Um, you know, BNB is actually a very miraculous token, guys. If you guys, if you guys actually look at coin market cap and you look at uh, BNB in terms of Satoshi value, it, in terms of its value against Bitcoin, um, BNB has not really slowed down. It had a really all-time high before, roughly in January, as, as most coins did. And of course, it dropped a little bit, but since then, it's been on a tear upwards, and it hasn't slowed down. It's been consistently rising up. And um, the reason for it is because that exchange is just incredible. It's an incredible exchange. Um, you know, it's ultimately, I, in, my, in my opinion, I think it's the best exchange in the market. And, um, you know, as soon as China's ban on ICOs and so forth um, gets you know, lifted from from the whole crypto space, you know, BNB is going to be another big player. Originally, BNB was supposed to be a platform as well to develop coins on. Um, Tron was supposed to be developed on BNB uh, and uh, and various other tokens. Of course, they had to put that on the side because of the whole China FUD. But um, it doesn't mean that, you know, it's been wiped off the table. And I think recently BNB's uh, CEO was uh, listed in Fortune magazine <clears throat> as like a you know, front runner for innovation. So very cool stuff. Oh yeah. The reason that I called uh, BNB when I did was because I was actually looking at the chart and this is what Z was talking about with, it's just pretty much just goes up. Kind of love those coins that pretty much just go up over time. Um, and see BNB is an interesting coin, right? So what is it uh, when you, well, this, there's what it was originally supposed to be. And then there's kind of what it is now. And what it is now is when you go to Binance to trade, um, it costs 0.1%. That's what it costs. So if you trade like, you know, 100, or let's just say if you trade, uh, I don't know, 100 VEN, then you're going to end up paying 0.1% of that 100 VEN. Now, if you hold BNB, which is Binance's coin, if you hold that, then instead of paying 0.1%, you pay 0.05%. So all your fees are cut in half from holding BNB. So it doesn't matter which way the market is swinging as long as it's swinging. So if you have like hard swing up or even a hard swing down, you're going to see BNB rise because it's being used so much. So BNB is literally affected by volume trading. Um, and then also at the end of uh, uh, like Z was talking about, you have the quarterly burn, which is approximately on the 15th. And um yeah, so and that could that's supposedly very possibly coming up right now. Um, to look at the entire TA for this coin, it's kind of tricky. I, I almost <laughs> the TA for BNB is like bullish coin, so it's almost as if like your FA on BNB is always bullish. It's like a gift. Like you just don't find that. You know this when you see something like that, you pay strict attention. Um, I called it back here is where I called, uh, BNB in this area. And then it jumped up to here and then, um, and we called it again and it jumped up to here. And so we're seeing consistent profits, but what we're also seeing is an ascending wedge and this resistance point of approximately, well, you can see it wicked up this high. So I'm going to move this up a bit. 
Um, it's a nice even 200,000 Satoshi resistance, right? And with the way that this is, literally, it's like there's a magnet above this area. And it's just drawing it up and it's getting closer and closer. You guys, it is a matter of time before this goes. And one way to look at where it could go is using a Fibonacci retracement. Um, although, again, I'm, I'm real hesitant with uh, BNB. I'm a little bit hesitant. Um because it doesn't always behave the same as other assets. But if we were going to use this, we could have our first target somewhere around 240,000 Satoshi, next somewhere around th uh, 300,000. Now, considering that I think we heard about BNB Crypto ZNI back at 3,000, that's 100 times, that's 100x that we would hit right here. We're already at like 65X. So, or is that a thousand X CMI? No, that's yeah, 65X. So we're gonna get up to hundred X probably in the next like, I would say by the end of the summer, um, maybe the beginning of the fall or somewhere around there, I think we could see all the way up here. It's very exciting stuff. Um, Venn, made a lot of money on Venn yesterday. Um, but, you know, I had called it – oh, shoot, I have to go back to my calls to see where I called it. Um, but I had called it kind of down here, and I thought it was actually going to, like, stop rising right at about, like, this 51 area. Um, so I actually sold right here. Or actually, it was like a 53 I sold. And it actually kept going up, and then it bounced back down, and I did. Tell everybody I thought it was going to bounce back down right here. And then Bitcoin started to falter. So we're seeing this kind of this slope downwards. Um, so that's that on Venn. Um, but our room was, you know, I was live calling it. Hey, I'm getting in here. I'm getting out there. I'm getting in here. I'm getting out there. And I literally was like sitting there typing, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that while everybody was watching. And it's it's kind of an entertaining thing to know, you know, to, to watch me like do this or watch Crypto Z do this and make money. Um and a lot of times everybody in the room, like their research ends up looking exactly like ours and all of like where they invest their money ends up looking exactly like ours, which means all their profits look exactly like ours. So it's kind of fun to, to do that. Um, Z, I know you're like, uh, you, you know a lot about Venn, you know a lot about the FA. So I figured I might ask you like, what, what do you see coming for Venn? Well, all right. So from a TA standpoint for starters, um, I see Venn, uh, what's it called, uh, trying to break out from that upper, tr upper uh, trend line. Um, you know, it should, uh, it should break out here shortly, guys. Uh, Ven is a very strong um, month when it comes to FA. Um, uh, right now, we've got the mainnet coming out uh, roughly, uh, actually really soon. The mainnet's supposed to be coming out here. Um, here, I actually have a posting out. The mainnet for Ven is supposed to be coming out June 30th. So in 26 days, guys, um, Ven is supposed to release its mainnet. With its mainnet comes a series of really goodness, uh, essentially, um, right? That's where the master nodes come in play, in which Thor will be able to start being generated. Apparently, that's what they say. Um, for those you don't know that are inside the room, um, I currently am offering a Ven uh, master node program where you can get involved in a Ven X node, uh, which will not only give you the maximum amount of returns for your Thor but also um, 
give you exclusive access towards ICOs that Venn are going to be listing. And there's going to be two ICOs in which um, I think are going to do absolutely um, incredible coming up. And I will be going personally myself very large into those two. Um, but you have to be inside the watches trade or inside the Venn Masternode program um, in order to get availability into this. So, um, you know, get in while you can, guys. Um, this Venn program closes in 11 days. Um, so Venn's got its uh, uh, main net release on the 30th. Uh, with that comes all of its ICOs. And the first major ICO in which I'm taking a look at right now is going to be BitOcean. Uh, do yourselves a favor, guys. Um, take a look at BitOcean. Look it up. And uh, I would highly, highly suggest you guys read into BitOcean. BitOcean is going to have a lot, a lot of press behind it. And it's going to be a very, very big deal in the crypto world. Um, it, is, it is just going to be huge. And um, I think all eyes are on Venn, as we saw from consensus. Um, and I think, uh, I think, you know, it's going to do really well. So that's, uh, that's what's happening with Venn this month. So I think this month you could see Venn slowly start trending upwards, um, in its overall, in its overall trend, I guess you would say. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you're really going to start seeing some nice price action, especially when those ICOs start launching out. Yeah. So, and what's interesting from a pure state, uh, TA standpoint, Normally, I would bet on this. This is a diamond top. Um, and normally, I would bet on this breaking down. In fact, a, a breakdown on this is a 69% probability of a breakdown. It's also a 31% probability of a breakup. Now, given the um, the FA being so strong on Venn, the ICOs, all eyes on Venn, I'm actually betting on a breakup. Uh, and and that's, that's where basically, if you could have all of the TA and charting skills in the world, but if you know nothing about what's happening with the coin, and if you don't have uh, like business partners like Crypto Z, then you might be making like the bad decision. So in this case, um, you know, I've, I'm actually planning on a breakup, even though the probability is less than half of that of a breakdown. Now on a break upwards, on the average break upwards, what you're looking at is a 20% gain. It's like 21% actually on a diamond top breakout upwards. So a 20% gain, ask me why I know these things. I don't know, it's just what I like to do. Um, you're looking at, let me see, 51K sats. So that's uh, up to, if I'm not mistaken, let's see what's a fifth of that. That's up to like 60, 60,000 Satoshi um, roughly. So you could like, to chart this and I, you know, we call Venn all the time. So essentially like, we'll just call this a free call for the show. Um, knowing that that average break up is in a 60% rise. And then you have these resistances right here to deal with. These are the areas where you encounter a potential group of bag holders who want to sell right here at these resistances. Then I would create a structure to sell. If it was a normal coin, nothing special like Venn, then I would essentially have my sell area right here because you'll hit this, you, you, know, you might get rejected right here. So you take some profit. You might get rejected right there. So you take some profit and then 60,000 is kind of our top of the range. So, you, you know, just hopefully you get this third target and you're stoked. Um, but with Venn being so strong on the FA as a midterm call, right? Not as a short-term call, not as something I want to collect profits on this week, but maybe next week, I would actually raise my sell point. I'll be a little more aggressive and I would create my sell points between say roughly 55,000 Satoshi and say 58, 59,000. 58 is kind of safe. So that's like a free call 
Don't ever say we did nothing for you. Um, now, I, I didn't, I'm not going to go into any more TA in today's show because I just wanted to see for the viewers who are not like part of our room, what kind of stuff goes in to how Crypto Z and Crypto Cowboy do their calls. So this is the kind of stuff we know, the probabilities, the reason, the FA. You know, we're not just sitting here like playing around, having fun. This is this is what we do, and this is what we like doing. Um, uh, VZ, do you guys see anything else on uh, on Vent that you want to talk about? No, 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 no. money, buddy. No, Ven, uh, Ven looks good. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, I think Ven's gonna have a really good month, guys. Now I know that V loves Bitcoin Cash. So do I. Um, I'm I'm like a Roger Ver fan, and I know he's kind of crazy. A lot of people don't like him, but. Um, Bitcoin Cash is sort of like what Bitcoin was supposed to become, right? Made a bunch of money on it yesterday. And um, somebody in the room actually had eyes on it. They're like, hey, uh, Cowboy, can you take a look at Bitcoin Cash? And so I did, and I saw an opportunity. Um, we got in, shoot, I think we got in like around this, like this level, right at this uh, flag right here. And uh, we ended up selling... You know, I, I thought we would see a rejection in this area. I thought it would go a little bit higher, but Bitcoin sort of like ruined the party. So we all just kind of took profit, maybe like a quick five, you know, 4%. And that's great, you know, on a day like yesterday when everything starts to go down. Um, and so that's Bitcoin cash for you. Um, I know that typically after Bitcoin pumps, you see like a post pump with Bitcoin cash. So it's always good to take a look at that. And then if the Bitcoin pump is hard enough, then uh, you actually could expect um, like Bitcoin Diamond and Bitcoin Gold and all the other sort of hangers on uh, to to pump as well. Now in the future, I, Bitcoin Cash, when it pumps, let me tell you, the thing pumps. And I do, you know, Bitcoin right now may go through a slight correction. I think it's going to go through correction and go back up like we talked about earlier. So I would look to around 0.19 um, as like, where it's going to go if it can pass this 0.16. So now nothing happens in a straight line in crypto. This is a very simplified version of what I think will happen. Um, I think it's going to play in this area for a while, maybe even kind of around here. But you can see with this Kumo cloud, uh, this bull flip and some of the other indicators, especially right here, where you have a slight curl up in Mac, um, this green candle is like the result of Bitcoin not falling past like the 75 mark, I think Bitcoin's going to fall to 73-ish. So as soon as we see that, I'm going to buy then probably some one and a few other coins we're not going to talk about here because we're going to save that for the room. Uh, but that's Bitcoin Cash. And uh, Z, V, do you guys see anything else on uh, Bitcoin Cash that you want me to talk about? Or No, Bitcoin Cash is an interesting little animal. Um you know, I, I know that you guys are, are fans of Roger Ver. Um, I'm okay with it, um, Bitcoin Cash. Um, the essay on Bitcoin Cash overall, um, in terms of the regular average investor, is negative. People don't like Bitcoin Cash, but that doesn't mean the institution money doesn't like Bitcoin Cash. And uh, ultimately, you know, institution money is what makes the market move. The average person really doesn't really influence a large coin like Bitcoin Cash that is has such a high market cap. Um, so, you know, interesting stuff for Bitcoin Cash. So the uh, last thing that I wanted to look at was there's a few things, but there's something that's really important. And it's kind of like what sets, well, there's so many things that set us apart. You know, um, the stuff that Z does in the room, is, there's no one that does what Z does. I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen it. Um, the level that Z does it to other people, like, you know, 
do similar things with these opportunities with, uh, you know, Venn and knowing what the ICOs are. Uh, but I, I've been around. I'm a member of a lot of rooms from the past. Nobody does it like Z. There's another thing that happens in our room that you're not really going to see too many other places. Um, I've seen one or two guys call the Bart Simpson heads correctly. And I'm like one of those two guys. Um, and it's not because I'm so special. It's actually because me and some of my buddies sat down and figured it out one afternoon. Um, and it's some of the people that Z knows as well. And so essentially, you know, Bitcoin has this, it's called a um, momentum ignition algorithm. And the true formula, like the long version of what I do, uh, we actually shared for free in the show like a week or two ago. So feel free to go back because I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this today. We just don't have that time. But these dips and jumps that you see, this is not natural. Okay. There's no assets that move like this naturally. This is done with what's called a momentum ignition algorithm. It's a market abuse algorithm. There's no good use for it except for the people who run it to make money. So what they do is they will basically cause, like they'll take a look at where the sentiment is going. So, oh, well, the short-term sentiment is turning bullish right here. So they will, you know, basically put a bunch of big orders in and, and do a bunch of monkey business to push this up. And then what they'll do is they'll have buys, they'll have shadow buys hanging out like right about here. And there's a lot of people who have like stop losses in the, uh, in the margin game. And when those kick in, they'll buy and then they'll push it all the way up here and then they'll sell. And then they'll have their buy orders ready down here. And, and it's just a cycle where these people, it's market abuse. It literally is. So look, there's something I learned a long time ago. I'm not here to like play a game that I want to play. I'm here to play the game that there is to play. And so me and some guys kind of talked one afternoon and we figured out the formula to a decent degree of probability of these Bart Simpson heads. Now, anybody who's in the room right now, anybody who's like watching the show in the room, feel free to share with everybody just how accurate I've been over the last, especially the last several days where we've been seeing a lot of this. If you know anybody that can call a Bart Simpson head like I can, I'd love to talk to him because I need to improve my skills. I'm not perfect, but it's going pretty well. And if you can predict when these things are going to happen to any degree of probability, then you profit to that same degree of probability. And I'm definitely in the positive on this one. Um, so just another thing to understand without going into like the technical details, this is the level, the level that we have in the room. The level that we have is with Z doing his thing, me doing my thing here. Somebody wants like a specific chart, as long as we have the time for it, we'll actually literally chart it like, hey, you know, hey, can you tell me what's going on with ontology? Can you chart ontology? Yeah, you know, like nine times out of 10, I'll have the time for it and uh, I'll chart it for you. Like, hey, this is what I see happening. This is what's going on. I might have to talk to Z a little bit about what might be happening with the coin if I can't find anything on the internet. But uh, but that's what we do. We're, we're a killer service. We're worth like, I don't know, Z, what do you think we're worth a month compared to what other people do? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, there's there's rooms out there. I mean, in in the space, guys. There, you know, the average room right now is about 400 a month. Um, on the lower end, you know, uh, on the higher end. Um, and and you know, I actually know a bunch of these guys, and you know, I know Excavo and and whatnot. And I talk with these guys on the on a regular basis. These guys charge $1,200 a month now. It's 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 that's how much it costs. It's 1,200 bucks a month, and um, and these like I think I think Excavo shoots out probably probably about eight calls a month 
Um, it, he's accurate. Uh, he's good. I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from him. He's very, very strong TA, very, very strong FA and whatnot. But he shoots out about eight calls a month. Um, the, you don't get a chance to talk with him. You don't get a chance to a ask him questions. You know, um, you don't you don't ever talk with him, really. Um, and uh, he doesn't do any pools or anything. He doesn't do any special features. It's just him, his call room. Uh, well, really, yeah, just him and his call room, and that's about it, guys. And you've got you've got you know a thousand plus other people in his call rooms. And so you know you better you better pray that you get into the call early because what's going to happen is that you're going to buy in, and there's going to be three thousand people buying in with you. And then he releases it out to free, and um, then you've got another like ten thousand people buying in after you, which causes the market to pump up. So, um, you know, those kind of groups are good sometimes, but at the same time, it's 1200 bucks a month, guys, and um, you're not getting that personal sort of interaction with, with him. And, um, yeah, that's just how it is. Well, okay, so the ICO pool, right, already up, uh, you know, a certain percent, like. Yeah, it's already up. It's already so. I'll just give you guys a little uh, heads up. So recently, we pulled for a coin called Mandala. And um, the reason why I'm able to do this is because I'm not a U.S. I'm not a U.S. citizen, guys. It's, it's just that that's simple. I'm not a U.S. citizen. Um, uh, that's just how it is. So um, I, you know, I don't fall in those jurisdictions. I'm allowed to do this, and and that's because um, and that's been completely vetted out by the Mandala team. So I I was pulling for Mandala. Um, we ended up getting a 55% bonus, and um, you know, it was it was great. It was just simple as that, guys. It was great. I was able to get a 55% bonus. If you try to get Mandala itself as um, like try to get into the ICO, the ICO is happening right now. You can get into the ICO. However, the first stage of the ICO uh, was at 25%. So we're already getting 30% more than the average purchaser buying in on the website. That's because I'm able to pull large amounts and I'm able to use my influence in this market um, towards um towards getting these pre-sale deals and that's how that's how all the biggest uh accredited investors that's how all the biggest guys get in right essentially you're getting into uh early access into coin because you're you're an early investor um so i i was able to do this i was able to generate a 55 percent bonus and right now currently if you try to buy mandala it is at only 10 percent so right now whoever got into mandala is already coming in at a 45 percent extra gain already off the uh, off the bat and bandala was open tomorrow and you guys could trade tomorrow then you guys would already be 45 percent up uh, you know against your average trader and that's how the big boys play guys that's how the big boys play so my as how i always like to approach my trading i always like to be proactive with my trading and not reactive you guys have heard me say this many many times before and um this is why i i scour you know the crypto space for opportunities like mandala which i vetted through and through and i think is going to be an amazing amazing exchange and opportunity later in the future um you know we've got the ven icos in which you know even though Venn has all these ICOs coming on, everybody's all bullish about Venn. I've only really chosen two to three ICOs in which I will be, you know, essentially pooling for Venn. That's it, two to three. Even though Venn is going to be releasing six to eight uh, pretty quickly, back to back. Um, and that's just hours and hours of reading, guys. And, you know, once again, this is going to be exclusive to the Watchers Trade Room. So don't miss out, guys. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> what we are being offered here. Um, there, it's unparalleled. That's all there is to it. So, um, it's like this kind of stuff sells itself. I mean, 
just go take a look at the uh, in the the live chat in YouTube and talk to the guys and the gals who are in there who are already in our room who are already experiencing um, you know the level of success that we are with either the calls or the pools or anything like that. You know, say, hey, is it worth it? Should I come check it out? Portia, we're going to tell you, yeah. But listen to the people who are already in there. Yeah, like, look, Danny Ever, he's already up. He's been in the Watchers trade room for a few months, guys, and he's up over 100% and up 100% over hodling. He's already up, guys, 100% off of his gain. So you can either choose to hodl right there and slowly let your portfolio bleed, as we all know that, you know, there's certain individuals out there that are calling Litecoin to be like $300 by now. I mean, it's it's now June. It's now June 4th. You know, where's Litecoin currently at right now? Litecoin is currently at $119. It actually went down from what he predicted. So you got, you know, you got Crypto Lizard over there. Uh, saying that lizards. Schizo Lizard saying that it's going to be $400 or whatever, however bogus, you know, number he's, he's shooting. Gypto <laughs> Liver. Yeah, Gypto yeah, Liver. liver <laughs> along, with, along with White Glove, you know, the psychic. Um, and, and there you go, guys. We called it from day one. We called it from day one, guys, that Litecoin was going to drop down, that it was going to be based off of Bitcoin, and it's only been following Bitcoin. And as I told you guys, I, I read you guys out the support levels in which I saw, and what you know? It fell through them. And I told you guys, hey, look, you know, next support level is going to be this. Hey, next support level is going to be this. And you know, this is based on te uh, technical analysis. This is not chicken bones. This is just solid technical analysis, guys. And we use these tools to determine where to put our money. It's just that simple, guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just brought up the Litecoin chart right now. It looks pitiful. Um, I mean, we have this, you know, this lower trend line that's like a support. And it literally fell through that support, which was one of the, you know, one of the things I thought it might do. It actually seems to be sort of like hanging around that support. So, you know, that's it, not I mean, so it bad. Has, it has to hang around that support, man. If it if it doesn't hang around that support, Litecoin is going to take a massive, massive plummet down to sub hundred dollars, guys. You're going to see Litecoin revert back to like its November state or or December or whatever, wherever Litecoin, um, you know, decide to wake up a little bit. You're going to see it revert back to that much, you know. And that's why we that's why we were so like so like bullish about saying, hey guys, you know. Set your stop losses. Hey guys, you know, um, we're setting our stop losses, I should say. We're setting our stop losses on Litecoin. Um, you know, we're gonna sell out of Litecoin. Uh, we don't see Litecoin going up. We see Litecoin going down. And every you know, we got crap for it. People were messaging us in my comments. I got like I got like 30 like hate messages saying, dude, you don't understand. Litecoin's gonna go to like three thousand. You're gonna miss out, you know. This summer Litecoin is gonna be like a quarter of what Bitcoin is worth, and this, this, and that. And I'm just like, all right, you know, we'll see. You know, if, if Litecoin gets a quarter of Bitcoin, then great. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm happy that other people are making money in, in the space, but I just don't see it personally. And, you know, I, I don't want to say I was right, but, you know, guys, you know, it's, it's, it looks like shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have I'm sorry to say it. it looks like shit right now. It's, it's $119, guys. It, it looks terrible. And it's, um, it's Satoshi value is dropping, which is the critical point, which I keep trying to harbor down, guys. When we first talked about Litecoin, Litecoin was at 2.1. Now it's at 1.5, guys. It's at 0.0159 now. You know, this is what matters, guys. It's value against Bitcoin. And it's value against Bitcoin is what determines the overall essay of the market. When it's when when a coin's 
value against Bitcoin is strong and it slowly rises up like BNB, for example, it means that the overall market is favoring this coin and that whether Bitcoin goes down or not in terms of dollar value, it's at least staying its position. And that's what we want. We want a coin that's going to stay its position during the drops and that when it starts rising up, the market starts rising up, it shoots upwards. Litecoin is failing to do so. It's actually dropping Satoshi value. So yeah, just... I actually have the that uh, chart out right now, um, and it's just to cons like. So what you're looking for in a chart like this is you want to see a breakout of the descending trend line, which is what I just drew right there. That's your descending trend line. So it's kind of skimming the tops of all of your peaks, and um, we're not seeing that, and that's not good. It's very bad. Um, so let me try to. So I've switched the chart. Before we were looking at Litecoin in uh, USD, right? That's how much it costs in dollars. Now we're looking at Litecoin in comparison to Bitcoin, and we're just seeing this this like consistent downward, you know, um, descending wedge. And so essentially, we're we're beating this support over and over again, all the way back to for, to here, all the way back to mm -hmm. what is that, you know, January. It's just beating on this support, beating it, beating it, and it, the support's not going to last forever. Just, they can't so either Litecoin needs to do something or it's going to do nothing kind of a simple thing to say but when your money's involved that's something to think about yeah correct and I, and I understand that some people say that um you know Litecoin is going to go up in the future and whatnot yeah Litecoin could go up in the future I I, I don't say it can't go up in the future guys um I understand that it, it could very well do so but I'm just letting you know right now, the only thing that's holding Litecoin up is Bitcoin. It's big brother Bitcoin. That's the only reason why Litecoin is $119 right now. If Bitcoin goes down to like $6,000, you know, um, Litecoin is going to go down to like 100 bucks. That's just how it is. It, it's, it's holding with Bitcoin. Hey, did, did somebody up there, do I hear someone talk about Litecoin, my favorite coin? Oh God, Jesus! It's oh, God. God. Uh, I was wondering where he was. I thought he was—he'd be. I thought Memorial Day would put him out. No, man. I heard people talk about Litecoin, so I woke up and uh, you know I brushed all the leaves aside that I was sleeping on, and I fed the squirrels, and I came in to look at the chart. Now I'm saying is this Litecoin, and I think it's going to go up. You know why? I tell you why. I tell you why. Because where my squirrels sleep, they'll have a specific pattern where they leave all their young ones. And, and all them young ones are eating all that food and they're leaving all that dookie. So I look at the patterns in the dookie. And when I look at them <laughs> patterns, that's when I know I said Litecoin going to go up to one quarter, one quarter the price of Bitcoin. That's how it's going to go. And that's how I that's know. That's amazing. Now, isn't that great? I don't know you or Schizo Lizard. Oh, you mean, oh, uh, you, you mean Gypto, uh, Gypto, Gypto Liver? Gypto Lizard. Gypto Liver. You know, guys, oh guys, just uh, just remember, you know, we like woo woo, guys. Um, I know for a fact that Cowboy likes woo woo. Um, it's fun, you know. It, it's you know, some stuff has some truth to it uh, to a certain degree. However, when it comes to your money, when it comes to your financial freedom, when it comes to your you know retirement fund, your kids' college tuition, you know your bills. Um, personally, for me, I cannot put my money where my woo woo is. I'm sorry. It's just, I think that's absurd. Um, and as an engineer, uh, you know, I cannot um, design for that in my head. I can't design for that um, to go by woo-woo on where my money goes. It just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, the only people that should be putting money where their woo-woo is are like, you know, massage parlor workers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
exactly. <laughs> so it just it doesn't um it just doesn't it just, just doesn't bode well, guys. You can't you know look at the stars and determine where Litecoin's price is. I mean, it's a load of shit. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just uh, you know yeah. now if if you have data to back it up, if you have you know like uh, I know Cliff is pretty accurate with his linguistic uh, predictive linguistics, and that did work for a while. Um, it seems like Cliff has backed off. So I mean, Cliff. Yeah, is he's, well, he's backed off because he says that now that um, you know the market, the market guys. Let me let me just tell you this right now. The market that Cliff started doing um, these analysis for for cryptos is different than it is now. Now we're starting to get these big players coming in that are you know. Uh, essentially, you know, range bounding Bitcoin that have put so much money into the game that it is now not it, it is now being artificially pushed up and down. So you cannot essentially use that kind of data sex anymore um, towards uh, predicting where prices are going to go because now the market is actually being um, artificially moved. Did did Cliff actually say that? Because that was what my theory was. But did Cliff actually say that? I think Cliff he... did. I, uh, a few other people that follow Cliff um, uh, pretty closely uh, stated that as well. He, I think I think he might have stated that his his data is has been not corrupted. I don't want to say the word corrupted, but his data has not been as accurate anymore because um, at the end of the day, it, you know, the the market is being uh, manipulated. Well, I mean, he's uh, you know. Oh, he Cliff... did say that. He did. D Danny did say that. He said that. Okay, so that makes sense because Cliff always had a hard time calling like silver and stocks, and we know silver is extremely manipulated. So it's kind of like uh, Cliff has these eyes into this other dimension where manipulation doesn't exist. And for a while in crypto, up until last year, it didn't. And his calls—I mean, I make money off of Cliff's calls. It's, you know, I, I actually like other stuff that Cliff talks about, like C60. I manufacture C60. Like Cliff is the man. So I got all nothing but respect for Cliff, and I love Bix and all that. And you know, so it's we're not we're not putting down all that. I just don't put my money where the woo woo is. I put my money on technical analysis, fundamental analysis, and uh, sentiment analysis, and that's what that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do, guys. It's just that simple. And um, and yeah, so you know, just my uh, my thoughts, guys, is that um, Cliff said that the remote viewers and psychics have clouded the data. <laughs> <laughs> God. I didn't cloud nothing. When I, the only thing I ever clouded was oh, man. I ate that burrito <laughs> and I clouded up the room with my smell. <laughs> you, you gotta get Billy Bob evicted, man. I know. He's, you know, Billy Seriously. Bob. You gotta, you gotta move to Nevada or something, dude. Nevada is very pro pro the pro the rent uh, not the renter but the owner Child, i ain't getting into no nobody's way all i do is i got that little uh that tarp i'll sit up in the backyard a little table out there and i sleep with my squirrels on the bottom nobody I said billy bob you're bothering me on the show you gotta get out get out now later y'all oh god <laughs> all right gentlemen we're at the end of the program uh closing comments uh cowboy go for it and then z oh yeah so uh you know i just want to end the show by acknowledging a lot of people who were brave enough to jump into the market. Um, you know, we do have some experienced traders that are getting the entertainment in our room as well. But what's really cool is we have a lot of people who are new to the game. And, you know, it takes a lot of bravery to take your money and invest it when you've never done that before. So I do want to acknowledge the people who had, well, the balls to do that. Um, you know, it's, that's just something that's amazing. And without those people, without you brave people and without you experienced traders who are also brave and amazing too, the, the crypto Z and, and I, we don't have a job. 
uh, we have other jobs, but not this one. And this is kind of like what we love to do. So I want to uh, acknowledge everybody and thank you all. I want to thank uh, V and Z and I want to thank everybody. I'm just in a state of gratitude. And then before I go, um, if you guys actually want to come check us out uh, or, you know, what, I'll, I'm going to not say that I'm going to let V say that. So I'll, I'll just look at the screen while, while you all talk. Mm hmm. Um, and, uh, and guys, just, just so you know, um, you guys will, uh, be, you know, we will be coming out from the spot, uh, I guess from the shadows, you would call it, or, you know, uh, some people, uh, have stated that, you know, Hey, we were, we, we remain anonymous. We aren't going to be remaining anonymous very soon, guys. Um, not for long. Not for long. Once, <laughs> once our platform, once our platform fully uh, launches guys, you know, we will be, you know, you will see exactly what we look like and so forth. And, um, and yeah, I mean, that's just how it is. So, um, you know, we choose to stay anonymous right now because V has some um, some things that he's working on that he essentially relationships. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's only a matter of time, guys. It's actually going to be sooner than what you guys really expect. So just understand. Absolutely. Z merely adopted the dog. I was born by it. <laughs> born by it. Until exactly. I shaped the light and found it blinding. Exactly. And you and you'll even get to see who Billy Bob is. So um you know stand by for that guys. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyways, guys, uh, my closing comments are that um yes, uh, I will have more opportunities coming up with Venn guys, so don't miss out on those. Remember that there's Absolutely. one thing to be a part of the Venn program, that's great and all, but if you're part of the Venn program, do you get first dibs on the Venn ICOs? You do. However, you also have to be inside the watchers trade room, guys. Personally, that because there's so many people invested into the Ven X node, I cannot, you know, go out of my way to email people out saying that, hey, look, you know, we have this Ven ICO coming up. It's just there's too many people, guys. I'm so sorry for doing that, but I just cannot do that. There's just way too many people. Um, so, you know, stick inside the watchers trade room, guys. You guys will have first access to these ICOs. And I've got a feeling these ICOs are going to do massive, massive gain, guys. These are the ones that I personally think are going to do like the 10 to 20 to even potentially even the 25x gains, guys. These are like life changing gains. And so, um, just like one. And so, uh, yeah. Absolutely. This is how it goes. You trade like a younger man with nothing held back. Admirable, but <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, with that being said, this is V, this is Cowboy, and Z. We are over and out. Take it away, El Cuco. Thank you, CJ.